It is great to have you on the Family Goals podcast with David Pollock and Pastor Jay. I'm Joel and House, and on this podcast, we want to encourage you to grow closer to God, to strengthen your marriage, and to inspire your family to reach its highest potential. Being a pastor is one of the biggest blessings of my life. It can also be really challenging. Often it feels like everyone wants something from you. That's one of the reasons that it's so refreshing when you find a trusted ministry partner, a Christ-centered, church-driven organization that's truly there to help you carry your church's mission forward. For me, Compassion International has been one of those trusted ministry partners. Hear me say this, Compassion International is much more than asking people in your church to sponsor a child. Compassion offers proven, no-cost resources to help pastors make mission and discipleship a personal priority for individuals and families in their churches. My local Compassion team is in my corner. They genuinely care about me and my church. Learn more about partnering with Compassion at Compassion.com slash Family Goals. We just had our annual men's conference here at Greystone, and our guest speaker, Mike Lynch from North Star Church, talked about white flag moments and what to do in these moments. Let's talk about it. What's up with DP? What's been going on? I like on? the Air Force Ones, bro. You like those? Those are solid. That was a gift from the church for my 20th anniversary. Oh, nice. Of course, Jolin picked them out. I, I, I had no dude, doubt about are, that. Yeah. Those are Jordan Ones. Not, not Air Force. Oh, <laughs> Come on, dude. Hey, these are Jordan ones. What do you my got? Bad. What do you got going over there? Adidas. These are these. Yeah, these are the Ultra Boosts. Okay. Yeah. I like those. those. Those are good though. I I know you. I knew you did not pick them out. No. I'm looking pretty sharp today, aren't I? What you think? I mean, out of all your outfits, that's one of them. <laughs> it's definitely one of them. So today is Jennifer's birthday. Nice. Yeah. So Happy we, birthday. I, I'm taking her to Fogo Fogo de Chow for lunch. Is she uh, for lunch? First of all. Impressive move. Way cheaper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like half the price, price, which is amazing. Is she worth the trip? No, no, no. Hold on. Oh, my gosh. Let me rephrase that first, lady. You know Jennifer listens to these. Is the money worth – is she worth the money? Lindsay's not worth my money taking to Fogo de Chow. Like like me and Nicholas and other people and his friends will go to Fogo de Chow. Lindsay's – like she goes and eats a salad. I'm like, bro, I'm not paying $40 for that salad. Like, eat eat the good stuff. Like, we're going to eat this, all this fancy crap. So, is she going to be worth the investment? Is she going to is she gonna eat her money's worth? Is that a better way to say it? I feel like this is one of those trap questions. Because <laughs> if I, if I say Jennifer can put it down. Then you're then it's a bad thing? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I got Let, you. Let's just say. I'm just saying, will it's she. A, it's a once a year special occasion. So, you should throw we down. To, we, we're going to Fogo. And it should be yeah. a throw down. And we like, do. We skip the salad bar. We go. We're all okay, meat. Okay, good. That's what I'm talking about. Jennifer's a meat eater. I mean, me, she likes the. She's meat. a carnivore. I yeah. like that. And we're all beef there too. Like we're not. We're not eating the the pork or the What's chicken. What's your favorite one? Uh, yes, the special. The house, the picanha. Picanha. The picanha. Picanha is by far the is best. Is my favorite. Bottom sirloin, top sirloin, picanha, and the, I just keep I keep it on green. The filet mignon is pretty good too. Oh yeah. Nicholas is easily the Nicholas will eat them. He takes their money. He robs yeah. them. Yeah. I mean. Now he's a full-grown man, but, like, for the last several I, years, it's I been awesome. I see that. Yeah, and I, I like the pon de queijo, the cheese bread. God bless you. Yeah. Pon de what? Pon de queijo. That's what it's called? Yeah. That's, Why did you say pon de queijo? Why didn't you just say the rolls? Well, that's just what they call you know. That's not what Portuguese, they call it. Portuguese. I've been there a bunch. They don't call it that, they actually. They call it pon de queijo. They, they don't say, do you want more pon de queijo? They say, do you want more rolls? Hey, bro, I've been to Brazil, like, multiple times. That's awesome. Congratulations. <laughs> I've been to Fogo de Chao more than you have, okay? You think so? I've been at least 20 times. Okay. Okay, yeah, and yeah. I've never had them once ask me, do you want some pon de queijos? They so, say, would you like some more rolls? So do you ever eat the uh, plant? Is it plantains? No, I don't eat the plantains. Those things are nasty. Just give me the punja cages. And then the uh, 
the uh, the cheesy bread is the best part. Yeah, by the, the way, cheesy bread is so good. And I, like, I good. like the uh, Antarctica Guadana. What is that? The, the, so it's a Brazilian soft drink. Oh no! I know no. you don't drink soft drinks, but no, they they say it uh, aphrodisiac. Yeah, well, get something, Jennifer. <laughs> <laughs> get, her, get, her, get her a couple of those on the yeah on the date. I'm, on def- the date I'm definitely getting her some. Uh, You're probably not eating tonight, but some of that. Oh yeah, we're gonna skip dinner tonight. <laughs> That's what it usually works. Yeah. You go get go get we'll go get fill, huge. We'll be filled up at the at the at the uh, Fogo de Chao. So. So I got I got a bone to pick with you. Oh boy! All right, we're getting out the gates quick. Let's we're go. Getting out quick. What you so, got? Uh, Greystone Men's Conference. Yeah, <laughs> we've been we've been planning this thing for months, and yeah. we were even trying to get like a guest, you know. And, yeah. And then week of, you're like, "Hey, I'm double booked." Yep. So I mean, well, one, I mean, I understand how you could get double booked. You've seen you've seen me I, schedule I, things. I know, I know how you schedule. Now I don't know about I don't know if I need to talk to Lindsay about this. But number two, even if you were double booked, why are you choosing South Dakota over Pastor Jay and Greystone Church? I mean, it it was like, it was it was. Oh, well, here's the thing. Here's what you got to know too. It's definitely something that um, was a big struggle in our household because Leah's championship game was also on Saturday. Okay, basketball. So, so when I got fired, oh, let go. Sorry, mom. <laughs> uh, when I got let go, mom. They told me, um, or this guy called me. He was like, hey, man, I w- I'm doing this men's summit, and I feel, I feel led to call you. I feel like you'd be really good at it. And he was like, would you be interested in doing it? And at this point, I didn't have a bunch of speaking engagements, and so I was like, sure, yeah, I mean, I, something to do. Okay, so middle school basketball is never during the weekend. Never. Not once. Nicholas was a seventh grader, played as an eighth grader. He played as a seventh grader, played as an eighth grader. Leah played last year as a seventh grader. So three years in a row. We've never played on a weekend in our lives, ever. Playoffs, anything. It's always weekdays. So I'm like, all right, I'm safe. I won't miss any coaching opportunities because I'm, the, I'm their coach. Um, but then I started talking, and we had figured out the, the championship game was on a Saturday. So now I was planning on staying, um, or the championship game, I was planning on flying basically up and flying back, like really, really quickly, like morning of back. So basically what happened is my – my plans shifted and changed, and so I had to go actually on a Friday. By the way, coming home, I uh, my cl- my flight was at four o'clock. It got delayed two hours, and then I had to stay in South Dakota. I spent the night in South Dakota, so that was beautiful. Serves you right. Did, <laughs> did you just say it serves you right? Yeah. All right. So listen, this is what we're going to learn today on family goals. It serves you right is something you say to your people. Okay. <laughs> that's the so attitude you, we want. That's the posture we want you to so take. So did you miss Leah's game? Yeah, I missed the game. Mm, we took care right. of business, though. Did, did they win? We were up 16 yeah. to nothing to start. Okay. Undefeated eighth grade season, baby. Oh, that's awesome. That yeah, was cool. Yeah. I, I've had all those. It's, it's fun. I've coached those girls since they were third grade. Like, all of her friends, like Avery and Callie and Leah and Lily and Elizabeth. Well, did, and, didn't they beat the yeah, JV? Yeah, let's not talk about that. I don't want to upset anybody. <laughs> Nobody listens to this podcast. <laughs> no, no, this is just us, right? This <laughs> it's is just talk. me and you. Well, then why are we worried about the first it's lady and, and her talking. feelings? Huh? Nobody uh, well, listens. Well, you know, like Lindsay and Jennifer listen to it. No, we de- we definitely missed you at, at the um. I got the notes the though. Conference. Got the notes. I heard it was you, awesome. Yeah, it yeah. was it was incredible, and it was a t- it's a total God thing because week of we were like, what are we what are we going to do instead of the podcast? And then we thought about doing a panel like we'd done that in the past. Yeah, but then. Uh, you know, one of the most powerful things with a women's conference were the testimonies, like people sharing their stories. And so we asked T.J. Scoggins to share his story. I heard he was unbelievable. It was incredible. I mean, he 
He went from, so five years ago, he's passed out in a stolen car being take, taken to the police station. And now he's, his life has completely changed. I mean, Jesus has changed his life. It's, I mean, it's just, it is incredible. So I think it was so good for men to hear his story. And there were several people that were there who they had been in jail or they had been in prison or they had a kid or a sibling who was in jail or in prison. So I think... Uh, I mean, I'm in that boat. Are you? Yeah, with my brother. Yeah. I mean, we've had we've dealt with a lot of that stuff. So I really wanted him to go. I was hoping he would go. He didn't end up going, but... That's what's, that's what's cool and what people don't realize is you just, like, your story is for his glory. And mm-hmm. a lot of these, a lot of your stories that you think don't matter or my background, I'm not good enough to tell this story. Like, dude, it makes a big difference. Not everybody relates to, you know, you. Not everybody's mm-hmm. going to relate to me. But um, I think the more people you have that can share their story in different ways, it's, it's super important. That's one of the things I've been trying to do at church is in the middle of the sermon having a testimony. So that, because, because. Because when to your point, it's one thing for Pastor Jay to say it. It's one thing for the yeah for the professional. But yeah. when you hear somebody else's story, of we've life had some good ones in our church. Just, man, it's just so so powerful. Last week's so, was awesome. Whoever whoever did the video too was phenomenal. Is that you, Woj? Hey, it was really good. Yeah, wasn't that incredible? Like the, the the music behind it, the words on the screen, like it was it was dope. It was really dope. The, the like it looked professionally done. It didn't look like some of the scrub stuff we put out there all the time. <laughs> <laughs> let's bring it back down to earth. Let's, 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 I don't want to yeah. give. I don't get. I don't want to give woes let, too many compliments. Even, not, let's not even go there with the last couple of guests we've tried to get on the show. Yeah, and, and, the, oh, and the technology yeah. issues. You know, y'all. Um, we're gonna let y'all behind the curtain, okay? Family goals. We are transparent, so we will do that. We've had two guests recently. We're not gonna name any names that we can't even get them on the screen. Like, and and and, and Woj typically, you know, does the Woj thing and blames the other people for their internet connection or yeah. something like that when. But you know what? We'll just keep swinging. Yeah. You know, we'll keep doing our job. We'll keep I showing up. I feel like it, we're trying to get some guests on because I feel like people are getting tired of me and you. Like well, we, I mean, we, need to get, we need to spice it up a little that's bit. Not, that's not abnormal in my household <laughs> that's, or, or in my community, that's for sure. Yeah, so uh, the men's conference is pretty cool. Of course, uh, we had the, the fun stuff like the axe throwing, the car show, the riding. You know, the, we had a, a mechanical bull. I saw. Which I saw was super highlights. cool. Did you get on it? Uh, I, did, I did not get on it. Are you past the age to get on a mechanical bull Pastor now? Pastor Jay is more concerned about not messing his back up for golf. Okay. And so he didn't want to get on the mechanical bull. So the answer is yes. You're past the age of I am like past the age, getting yes. on mechanical yes, bulls. I am old. So are you officially to the age now when, like, when you fall, people are going to be like, oh, my God, are you okay? <laughs> like, because that's, that's when you really know you're old, by the way, is like, when you fall and you're young, it's like, that's <laughs> so funny. And then you get a little bit older and you're like, like my buddy, he probably listens to the podcast, so I'm not going to name his name, Drew. And he, we were playing basketball and uh, we play old man basketball. And we've literally, we, we started old man basketball back. We started a while ago. Now we picked it back up. And this has nothing to do with basketball. Like we pray before we play. Like I'm literally like, listen, this is not competitive. This is us moving is winning. Okay. And we're going to play basketball. And, and my buddy, like I was dribbling and, and he kind of, fell like lost his balance a little bit and fell and i remember vividly being in the gym playing with people and when that happened you were like oh and made fun of him and every single person stopped and like you all right dude did you okay like knee was it the knee what was it like and that's what i'm like yeah things have changed a little bit yeah. we're, we're we're a smidge older when you're when you're feeling that kind of way but you're I'm, definitely in that category. i'm not as old as your boy drew uh um, you're you're very no, much I'm, older I'm in, I'm in i'm pretty pretty much tip-top shape so I'm I'm not falling down and, and getting hurt now. Speaking speaking of TJ, um, 
I don't know how personal I want to get here, but we're on the golf course the other day. And uh, so the two guys I'm playing with, TJ yanks his left in the woods. The other guy I'm playing with, Ashley, hits his in the woods this way. I'm in, I'm in the center of the fairway, right side nice. of the fairway. Okay. But uh, other times I'm in the woods. So anyway, TJ's fooling around down there. Ashley's fooling around. So I'm just kind of taking my practice swings. Yeah. And TJ's about to hit his third shot. I'm still waiting on him. Next thing you know, and TJ hits this wicked slice. So I'm on the right side of the fairway. He's he's like left side of the fairway. Okay. So I think I'm, you know. You're he, fine. I'm fine. You hope. Well, Next thing slice. I know, I hear this, ah! He couldn't even get out four or Pastor Jay. He just said, ah. He hits a line drive shank worm burner, tags me right in the bottom. I've got a bruise. He got you in the butt cheek? In the butt cheek. That's if it, amazing. If it would have hit me in the head, I wouldn't be sitting here right now. If it would have hit me in the TJ, back, if TJ just had so, a little better aim. A little better aim. <laughs> but uh, I, I've shown people the picture, but I'm, 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 not, about to say, I'm not sending it to anyone because well, we don't no. want this circulating. No, you don't, a, cost, you don't want to cost lust in women. You and, know, I, you don't want and I bruise like, <laughs> it would not cause anybody lust, believe me, my bottom. But I bruise like a peach. And I told, I told them immediately, I said, this thing is going to be nasty. That is awesome. And, that's, uh, a, that's his best shot of the day for sure. Oh, my gosh. Did you limp the rest of the round or are you good? It, 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 uh, it, it still hurts. It only it? hurts when I sit down, really. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, I, I, all right, so I'm going to give you one, more, one quick story. I started my senior year of college is when I first swung a golf club. First time I ever played. And um, I went to the driving range. And, we, you know, you're just swinging as hard as you can and, like, Happy Gilmore and my buddy Jeremy Thomas, who played fullback at Georgia. Okay, he walks out in front to go get a ball at the range. Mm -hmm. So we're hitting, and Jeremy's cheap. He's cheap as crap. I, I appreciate that about Jeremy. Well, I don't, I don't, I'm not paying attention to Jeremy. So I'm sitting here and I'm swinging, and I, and I'm swinging as hard as I can hitting it. And he he's started, walked out. And he the driving wa range. He's walked out to the driving range to go pick up balls in front of him that he had duffed. You know, because uh -huh. he was like, I paid for those. I want to go hit them again, and literally. I smash one and it goes back of the noggin. Oh my goodness! J man goes down like a sack of potatoes. I bet. Like straight. Did, did, did straight. Like knock him out? No, because he's too tough for that. But like straight down to a knee. Like, and he had a golf ball sized knot on the top of his head for football for the next like three weeks. <laughs> I mean, what are you? What are you doing? You can't walk. I, I, mean, I felt horrible, yeah. obviously, yeah. but like. You just walked on the range. You can't keep walking. You can't walk out where all these hacks, especially me, are learning how to hit a golf ball. Um, man, I can't tell you how many – Coach Hack can tell you, the golf coach over there at Georgia. I bet you I broke at least six driver heads. Like, he gave me the old golfer stuff mm -hmm. to hit. Yeah. And, and, I, and I swang so hard and so violently. Like, those things just would snap off. I mean, but – that's that's probably all right. We got our yeah. golf fix probably for the day. So that's yeah. Story time. The the funny thing with T the whole time with TJ, it was just funny the whole time because it just hit me hit me in the perfect spot. Yes. And so we've been laughing. Could have been it. a lot worse. It could have been. It could have been a lot worse. Could have been bad. Now every time I play with TJ Jennifer, it's like just stay behind him, just because you don't know what you don't know what's going to happen. Or stay on the left side. Where so let, let's talk about the men's conference. Uh, Mike Lynch, one of my pastor friends, which we need to get him on the podcast. By nah, the way, maybe we'll see. He wants he wants you on his podcast, Lynch with a leader. He's got some pretty big name people on there. Lynch with a leader. Lynch, Lynch with a leader. He doesn't want me, but he definitely <laughs> he definitely wants you. <laughs> you're you're our celebrity. You're you're like our our name. 
Anyways, so, uh, do you have anything better to get to than talking about that? So I want to talk about the men's conference, his message. He talked about uh, finishing strong was the theme. So we talked about finishing strong in your faith, finishing strong in your marriage, finishing strong uh, in your parenting. And my, Mike's a baseball guy, so he played, he played baseball at Liberty. And, uh, he what told, a great university. So all, a, lot of, a, lot of our, a lot of my pastor friends went to Liberty. That's the best place and, uh, that I've ever visited. So I've already been praying for my kids to see, go to Liberty. Yeah. Like, and I've already talked, like, my kids have Liberty shirts. Like, Nicholas, I'm like, if I could go anywhere in the country. You're totally influenced. Well, I told him, I was yeah. like, if I could go any, if I could have gone anywhere for school, it would have been Liberty. He's like, you telling me you wouldn't have gone to Georgia. I was like, dude, it would have helped me grow so much in my faith. Mm-hmm. Like, I would have, I said it would have been awesome. So I, I, I'm, I'm working on that. Is Liberty sponsoring this podcast? <laughs> You just you're just giving free, I mean, uh, yeah. So so Mike's another Liberty guy. He played baseball. So he told this story. He they were playing Virginia Tech freshman year. He's coming at coming in and out of the bullpen. First time to ever pitch in college. D one gets on the mound, strikes out the first guy. So he's he's feeling pretty good about himself. Next pitch, guy hits a dinger over the fence. Mm. So he's like, all right, well I'm not going to throw that pitch again. No big deal. You know, he's like rubbing the ball. So he throws a, a different pitch, home run. Nice. Oh, surely, you know. All right. Next pitch, home run. Oh, man. Three? <laughs> three in the debut? Three, yeah. Back to back to back? Back to back to back. And then the coach comes out, and he's like. Give me the ball. Give me the ball. And <laughs> he said You're he done. goes and sits in the dugout, and his, his pitching coach or whoever it was was, like, patting him on the leg. And he's like, no worry about it. No big deal. And, and he asked his coach, like, well, did that ever happen to you? Like no, <laughs> never seen that one before, so, bud. I think Mike won the crowd over like immediately, just kind of, kind of telling with the this, humility of with that, the humility of the story. But his message was from Nehemiah, and he was talking about Nehemiah was the vision to go rebuild the wall around Jerusalem, like his calling to re- rebuild the wall. And he, he started off talking about how it was going great at first, but then then he read he read the verse about the people. Uh, began to complain. It says, Then the people of Judah began to complain. The workers were getting tired, and there was so much rubble to be moved, we were never able to build the wall by ourselves. And so he talked about how so many times we focus on the rubble, and we don't focus on building the wall. Yeah. And that, that really resonated with me because it's just so easy to hear the complaining, hear the negativity, Th- think about the bad, little bad things that are going on when there's like a thousand good things going on. And so it really spoke to me to don't, don't worry about the rubble, don't focus on the rubble, don't focus on Don't sweat on the, the small stuff. Yeah, don't sweat the small stuff. Let's, let's stay, let's keep building the wall. And so he's talking about really encouraging the guys, what, whatever God's called you to build, stay on that wall and build that wall. So he's talking about building our marriages and, and parenting and, and uh, he talked about these white flag moments, that we all have these white flag moments where we want to we wanna quit. Like we kind of want to kind of wave, wave the white flag and quit and come off the wall, so to speak. And he, he shared a personal story of when, when he thought about waving the white flag. So have you ever had any white flag moments? I think, um, yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I've had white flag moments in my marriage. I mean, I had, a, I had a white flag moment years and years ago, and we've talked about it before in the past, but um, when it got hard, it got tough, and there was a lot of things that needed to change, and a lot of that had to do with me. Um, and we had a decision to make. And you, you talk about it all the time. We had a decision to make whether we're going to run towards God or away, and mm-hmm. 
you know, we chose to change our family habits and change the way we were pursuing God and the way we were pursuing life. And church became our place and became the staple. And, you know, it's a non, in a non-negotiable way. And um, so I think we committed, we committed to the church more than we ever have. And so we definitely, I've definitely had those moments personally. And, and, and here's the thing. I think, like, all of us, Pastor Jay, me, we, we all have doubts, like we all have fear. Mm-hmm. It's not something that doesn't like every every person on this planet that's gonna it's gonna exist in every single person. And when we get those moments, can we find enough people too? That like, and and I love this. Um, and I think I think I heard I don't know where I heard this recently, but like, hey, I don't have the faith to do this. Well, you can borrow some of mine, mm-hmm. right? Like I love that. I don't have the faith to overcome this. Well. I got enough for both of us, and you can overcome mine. And I think that's the thing. Like, when I think about people that start complaining about their hands, and think, like, how, how awesome is it when people come beside them, like, hey, man, you're good. Like, you're doing a great job. And just encourage, inspire, motivate, keep them going, and keep them task-oriented and keep them focused on what they want to focus on. And I think that's when you continue to stack days and have success and live in the moment, which is hard for some people to do. I think if you're running with the right people, there's going to be times in your life when you're going to need to pick them up, and yep. there's going to be times in life when when they're where, where they're going to pick you up. And I think you need to spend you need to. And we talk about this a lot, surrounding yourself with the right group of people. But ha- having the kind of people in your life that are are going to pick you up when, right, you're, when you're having these white flag moments. And not speak, if when speak truth when you have those white white. Not if like not, not yeah not if it happens along the way. If I get tripped up, it's like you're going to be punched in the nose at some point. I, I remember your white flag moment, the one you were referring to, and I remember us talk. I, I remember yeah. us talking about. You helped it. us, and uh, you helped us through it. It was. Uh, it seems to me like it's interesting. This, these white flag moments can become these defining moments in life. So what, what turned what was a bad thing, of course God used it for a good thing. Like He can take something, and turn it into a good. He can, you know, Romans eight twenty eight. All things work together for the good of those who love God. So it's like a. Wake up call for you. I mean, you're 100%. you're like a completely different person now than you were then. Yeah, and 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 I think a lot of it had to do with that. And and it, you're right, all things. And, and here's the thing: I, I think a lot of times in life too, though, like I think God has to. And, and this, I, I'm not. I don't think I'm saying this incorrectly. I think I think God has to take things away from us so we appreciate them more. Like I think I think things have to go away, and we have to let things pass by, and. We need second opportunities at things to go, yeah, I need to appreciate this a little bit more. Because I do. I think some things in our lives we look at and we take for granted. And some things in our lives become an idol, right? They become mm-hmm. something in our lives that we focus on that we and that we become to expect. And it's something that's more important than God. And then it gets stripped away and you're like, okay. Like, my marriage is not first. My relationship with God is first. My kids aren't first. My relationship with my wife is you know, like, I think um, we get those moments where it gets it gets taken away, and then when it comes back, man, how much more appreciative are you? Like, how much more thankful are you? Like, oh, wait a minute, this isn't out, it's supposed to be like this all the time? Like, it's supposed to, I thought it was always supposed to be good. Nah, bro. Like, <laughs> there's going to be some suck, and that's okay. Yeah. Like, embrace the suck. That's what Dabo Sweeney always says that. I love that. Embrace the suck. Like, embrace those moments where you know that God's refining you and teaching you something that you needed to learn, and this is the only way it was going to come. Yeah, he mentioned these white flag moments. He said we give out and give up when we feel. And he mentioned three things: we give out and we give up when we feel overwhelmed. 
We give out and we give up when we feel alone. We give out and we give up when we feel fear. What do you, what do you think about those? Like, almost like the vulnerable moments. Yeah, and I think like, I think when you're alone, you'll feel all of that more. I think if you're alone, you'll feel more fear. Mm-hmm. Like if you're doing it alone and you don't have somebody to um, encourage you, somebody to talk to, somebody to um, vent, you know vent to, then mm-hmm. vent back to you, get information from. I think that's. But no, I mean, I think we're, I think those are the things that paralyze us. And and I, I love the book we're reading, Withdraw the Circle, and it talked about fear and anxiousness being a prayer opportunity. Mm-hmm. Like it's not, it's not like a prayer triggers. It's, it, yeah, that's yeah. a fear that's is a good. prayer trigger. Mm-hmm. For fear, I feel fear is a perfect opportunity to pray. Like that is a moment to pray. Mm-hmm. When I feel anxious, that is a moment to pray. Like those are perfect opportunities where. If I if I can do that right now, right right away, and and I invite God into my worry, into my struggle, into my fear, into my anxiety, and I give it to Him, He'll take it from me. And yeah, that was a cool. I, I thought that was cool in the book when it said that. When I thought about what we teach our kids is so applicable to us, but that was what we taught our kids. Like growing up, we ever always taught them like if, if you're ever afraid, pray. You know, like like God God is with you, and so we we can apply it to our lives as well. Man, I think uh, I think the, I, I think I've grown so much over the last ten years, eight years too, because I have kids. Like, I mean, it's amazing how many times I've preached something to my kids, and I'm like, "Yeah, you don't do that." You know, what I'm saying? I, I yeah. mean, literally, yeah. I, I've I've been like, "Yeah, I don't I don't do that." Like, but I, that's something that needs to be in my life too. And, and guess what? They still they need to see it, and so it makes me have to look. It's a mirror, you know, like a mm-hmm. lot of times it's a mirror, and I'm like, wait a minute, okay, what are you doing, bro? Nicholas made a smart-like comment to his sister. Why would you do that? Oh, wait, because Daddy's always making smart-like comments, right? <laughs> You're like, making smart-like comments? Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> it's, it's interesting, man. It's, it's, such a, it's such a real thing because you're getting real feedback as a parent right away. Mm-hmm. And, like, and, and, again, I coach all these kids, and I've coached them growing up, and I coach them in high school now, and I'm like, I can usually get a pretty good idea of what their parents are like. like and it's not, not all the time. But most of the time, good I or use, bad. Yeah, good or bad. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's there's obviously good with that. There's a lot of good with that. But there's also some situations you're like, man, like listen to the negativity of that, and that negativity is coming from somewhere else too. And mm-hmm. how do we address that? But I think parenting is the greatest, one of the greatest teachers, one of the greatest like lessons in selfishness, lessons or how to not be selfish, mm-hmm. lesson in humility, like lessons in leadership. I mean, just all those things you just you get smacked right in the face with it. When when you get married, your life is no longer your own, right? Because you're putting someone else above yourself. But then when you have kids, it's com- it's a complete game changer. By the way, the people that and and these people crack me up, and this might hurt somebody's feelings, and that's okay. Um, like the people that say that are young and single or married, and they say I'm so busy. We're like, bro, you don't they have, don't have a kids. clue. Like, what you're you're gonna you're gonna learn. And listen, I did it. I remember my wife doing it. Me and my wife talk about it all the time. My wife was like, I'm so busy. Like, she said, she talks about this now. And she was like, but I was caught up on all my shows. Like, let me, <laughs> I got all the shows in. Now, bro, if we can get a show a week, we're good. Like, two yeah, shows, we're yeah. golden. Like, yeah. our, fa- our, our viewing time consists of, like, if I get Lindsay for 30, like, Blacklist came out. You know, have you seen that show? I've seen the Amazing show. show, right? Yeah, it's an amazing show. show. Okay, that came out how many years ago? 15 years ago. We ain't even close to finishing. Yeah. Because we get like, I get 30 minutes of Lindsay Pollock before her mouth wide open. And I'm like, it's, it's hilarious because it's funny because I'm like, babe, are you, are you still in? And she, her eyes, 
Like, I asked her the other night, I'm like, Bevita, are you still paying attention? Her eyes literally were closing like this and then would open back up. Like, three seconds later, she's like, I'm just blinking. I'm like, that's the longest blink in history. Yeah. You just blinked for 13 seconds, babe. That's not a <laughs> blink. Like, just go to bed. So, but yeah, we think we're so. Jennifer so always busy. falls asleep on me. So we'll watch TV. Yeah. As we're going to bed, and so uh, I'm, all, I'll always do my hands like in front of her eyes. <laughs> I and, haven't done uh, that yet. Like it's like, like a movie take. Like yeah, yeah. yeah. Like are okay. you? And she, you know, or I'll say, are you asleep? And she's like, No, no, I'm not asleep. Why are you always asking me? I'm like, well, most of the time when I ask you, you don't you're, respond. <laughs> <laughs> you just happen to respond this time. Yeah, this, this is like one of the few times. No, but when you're single or when you you're, uh, don't have kids yet, enjoy it. Enjoy those moments. Well, I think if, if we didn't – Jennifer and I talk about this a lot of times, how our lives would be different if we didn't have kids. Oh, yeah. I think we would be a lot more selfish. Bro. And self-centered. Like, like if you don't have kids – and not – I don't want to talk bad about somebody who doesn't have kids. I know no. people um, may not have kids for whatever reason, but I just think we we would be so much would revolve around us, and instead of you know, you kind of get what you want kids. when you want how you want it because you yeah. schedule it right. Like and you and there's not a lot of things that come up, but um, listen, that's that uh, kids are the biggest blessings, you know, for for multiple reasons. But you know, I think that's I think that's one of the biggest things is just like I I have to do this right now no matter how I feel. And there's just not a lot of things in this world where that happens anymore. Mm -hmm. You think about it, like, you kind of have the opportunity to say no or work around or, you know, text message and do this and do that, like things that are maybe not face-to-face -face and not complicated. And with a kid, you're like, wait a minute, they got to learn how to go business in that like you got to learn how to do that in there how do i do that i don't know like I, we, we got to figure it out okay like for nicholas it was spicy pretzels it was buffalo spicy pretzels like that's what, like learning how to potty train that's what it was like oh that's what you're talking yeah i, I had no I, idea what you're talking about yeah so, go that go to business so, so I mean, potty training i mean just what all the spicy pretzels i do with potty training that's what we bribed him with. Oh. Spicy pretzels. If he, goes, if he goes potty, then he gets some spicy pretzels. Yeah, I'm glad you're paying attention to him while I'm talking. I appreciate well, that. It, it, the line of thinking, I felt like I was talking to Wojat there for a second. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's, <laughs> listen, there's, there's no doubt that following the thought train that goes in my brain, it goes here, here, here. So I think also like parenting, having kids gives us a better understanding of our relationship with God. And how we're, they're, we're how we relate to God and and, and some of His thoughts on us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's 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 interesting because like I never understood why like how could somebody do that to a baby and how could somebody be you know get so upset and so and then you have yours and they won't stop crying and you completely get it right like I, I, that's another thing too is. Yeah, before you have kids, you're like, I'd never, I would, I would never, never do act that. Like that, I'd never do that. I can't yeah. tell you how many things that I've said I would never do. I'm done saying I will never do that anymore. Like I'm, I'm starting to you're learn. Never that. gonna say I'm never. Gonna I'm say never that. gonna say I'm never gonna say that again. Like, <laughs> that's never gonna happen. Like, I, you, you just, you start to, well, you, you go through it, and you go, mm -hmm. you don't judge things near as. It's just like anything else. Like when you have. You know, marriage issues, you're so much more sensitive to marriage mm -hmm. issues. And so use your use your experiences that God tells you is is for good and, and, and those experiences that he wants to teach you in something and those experiences that he's going to take you through. Like, we get to take those and use those in such a great way for his kingdom. Like, I, I've seen that so many times, man. Like, Tiffany and Drew Pilgrim, you know, in our small group, they mm -hmm. lost a child. Like, I, I, how many times I've seen them talk to people that have lost children? Like, yeah. God has given you an authority now and an unbelievable authority to speak to people because of your hurt, because of your pain, that 
now you can come besides people, come beside people, walk them through that you wouldn't have otherwise. You just you don't yeah. feel it. You don't have that that here that burnt. You don't know what that heart felt like. Like I, I did not know what it looked like to come beside somebody that was grieving. Like until Jeff, yeah, I, I didn't know what that dude. I didn't know what that felt. My whole mindset has changed now when I hear people going through struggles. Like when I hear somebody losing somebody now, mm-hmm. my, it is totally different than it used to be. Mm-hmm. Totally different. Like I want to plug in now. I want to be a part of the solution as opposed to God. I hate that, man. That's terrible. Because I I do that every time. That's terrible news. Like mm-hmm. let's pray for him once. You know, I mean, one time, and then you forget about it, and that your life moves on. You know. It's a whole whole different story when you're walking with somebody through something, not just once, but next week, next month, next year. Like it's it's a whole whole different story. So he's talking about uh, building the wall and uh, what God's called you to. And he was really challenging the men to finish strong in their marriages, finish strong in in, in the parenting, like like do, putting the hard work in to to finish strong. And he has like his two. Kids are adults now, and, and they're both married. And he kind of had, had that that picture, like he's saying, "I get to enjoy the wall, you know, because I I stuck it out, like I did. I yep. didn't give up in those." Um, but he brought he brought up a point that whenever we're attempting to build something for God, or whenever we're attempting to build something significant, the enemy is going to attack. And it, and it's interesting because the enemy uses people, just just as God uses people for His purposes. Satan uses people for his purposes. And uh, so he was using the, the story of Nehemiah. You know, the, the enemies were trying to distract them, you know, trying to frighten them, scare them, keep them from building the wall. They first kind of started off with trying to have meetings and distract them and all that, but then they started to attack them. And so then I love this. He says that when they were building the wall, the laborers, they had a hammer in one hand and a sword in the other <laughs> It's like they're they're doing the work. Ding ding ding! Stab, <laughs> kill. Yeah, sorry. So uh, I don't about, know what what are your thoughts on just the enemy is gonna going to attack what we're trying to build? Like he like Satan doesn't want us to build healthy marriages. He he doesn't want us to be godly parents. Like he doesn't want us to have Christ centered families. Like he wants to steal and kill and destroy. And so we're in this. We're in a constant battle every day. Constant back and forth. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, if we if we understand that, I think it's good. Um, for example, I, I, I mean, being honest, like, just like prayer for me. I'll have thoughts. I'm just like, where the heck did that come from? Like, how can I possibly think about that thought right now when I'm trying to pray for somebody? Mm-hmm. And you're like, all right, get it out. Like, clear. Like, you're, you're not a... I think the biggest thing is with the enemy is just telling you you're not good enough. I think that's the biggest lie that people, and I get it all the time in my head, man. Like not good enough for what? Anything. Like you just you you don't do enough. You don't read enough. You don't serve enough. You don't you don't do this enough. Like you're just you're not enough. I, I think that voice is going to be like guilt or shame or both. both. I, yeah. I, I, and I think it's going to be different for people, but I think there's always going to be a voice that like I can't do that. I I don't think I can do that. I don't think I, I'm not good enough to do that. I'm not qualified to do that. No, you can. Like, you absolutely can. And once we get, like, my biggest thing right now with me and my walk is, like, I got to get that out of my head of, like, you're not doing enough. Like, and, and then it holds you back from, from doing more or it stops you from sharing. Like, no, I have a different gift than you. You have a different gift than me. Mm-hmm. 
Jesus talked about, like giving talents, like the different talents to different people. That is something that we all have. We are all crafted uniquely differently for for his glory and for his purpose. And I think we look around sometimes and we see this and we see that and we're like, you know, I'm not doing enough. And do what you can do, right? Like start where you are, mm-hmm. use what you have, do what you can. Those are yeah. things you can control. Don't let those voices be a detriment that stop you from doing things in your life when we all have those voices. We just got to make sure we understand it's not a, that's not a God voice. Like God's not going to tell us we're not enough. Yeah. Like replace those with the good ones, right? Like you are enough. Yeah. You are chosen. Yeah. Guilt. Satan uses guilt. He uses shame and Satan wants to immobilize us. He wants us to, he wants to paralyze us from being used by God. And so even, even in the women's conference, Lauren, who goes to the Oconee campus, she was saying that, that Satan was getting in her head like, well, who are you to share your testimony? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, but her testimony was so powerful. So good. And pe- people, people, need, people need to hear her story. People yep. need to hear TJ's story. People need to hear um, Clancy's story about his son and, and the, getting the car accident. That was awesome, too. I mean, that's so these are powerful, powerful uh, stories. So, yeah, I think uh, he gave a couple things. When, when you have white flag moments, he said, remember the wall and not the rubble. So don't focus on the rubble. I think so many times I look like I, as I look back in life, I look back and think about the negative. Like there might be like a hundred positives, but it's, for whatever reason, I tendency to look back to the to the one negative, like the rubble. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but he was telling me as a sidebar, we we were just talking at, at our table. When you're on the mountaintop, you know, life is full of mountain peaks and valleys, yeah. right? He said, but when you're on the mountain and you look back over your look back over the horizon of your life, all you see is the peaks. You can't see the valleys. You just see the, the and I love that. Like I wanna I wanna look back on my I mean you learn from the valleys. Yeah. But let's look back and see all the peaks. Let's look back and see all these great things that God has done. And you're saying you don't do that very much? I don't. I, I tend to focus on the valleys. I tend to focus on the rubble. So that was my takeaway, like don't focus on the rubble. Remember the wall. And the other thing he said is fight for the vision. Fight for the vision that you started with, for whatever, whatever that vision is, so whether it's a godly marriage, grown kids. We talk about this a lot, but what do you want your kids to be like when they're 40? I mean, that's kind of the vision. You know, what, what, what are, who are they going to be? What are the character qualities they're going to have? Like, that's kind of the vision. And then you build the day-by-day habits build the, to, yeah, build the day to accomplish that. Day-by-day habits. Yep. So. Thank you for listening to this week's Family Goals podcast with David Pollock and Pastor Jay. What white flag moments have you had in your life? What decisions did you make in those moments? Like Pastor Jay said, it's easy to focus on the rubble, the little things, the negativity or bad things in life. They take your focus off the wall. They take your focus off the purpose and the vision and what you're called to do. These white flag moments can be defining moments in your life for the better or for the worse. What are you going to do when you're feeling overwhelmed, when you're feeling alone, when you're feeling afraid? Are you going to wave that white flag and surrender to the enemy? Are you going to turn to God and finish strong? Give him your worries. The perfect time to pray is when you feel these things. Feeling fear is a prayer trigger. Feeling anxious is a prayer trigger. Go to your friends around you. Grab them by the shoulder. Lean on one another. Pray for one another. Remind each other of your mission in life. Fight for that vision that you started with. 
If you found this episode helpful, encouraging, or entertaining, please let us know by subscribing to the podcast or by writing a review. You can also reach us on Instagram and Twitter at Family Goals Pod. Thank you again for listening to the Family Goals Podcast, and we'll catch you next week.